0: Log Talk Radio
1: time with Pastor Steph.
2: Morning, rise and shine. You're all with this due time with Pastor Steph. How are you this morning? That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. For this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Now, where were you yesterday? Ah, Yesterday was Juneteenth And uh, It was also Shaking the Monday Morning Blues With the due Time Crew And uh, we had a little bit of fun Yesterday As we talked about You know <laughs> Well this part wasn't the fun part We talked about the 79 year old man Who was held prisoner in his own home you know sometimes you just can't help folk you know he did reach out and he helped someone only to go away to a funeral and come back to find that his home had been taken over Yes. When he pulled up into his driveway, well, when he got to his driveway, he realized that his truck was missing, and there were three, not one, not two, not but three brand-new vehicles that had taken its place. Yes. And he went to put his key in the door, and that didn't work because the locks had been changed. Well, three people decided to take over his home. Those three cars that he found in his driveway, they were all his. Yes, oh yes, oh yes. The cars had been financed in his name. Well, the three people who were on the inside actually took Over this disabled Veterans home And you know Really did him wrong Really you know was punishing him Physically and things like that And thanks to you know A trip to the Mechanics you know And seeing some marks on him Somebody raised a flag And eventually He was able to get Some help get those People evicted and we're praying that now he's, you know, he's much better and he's much safer. Well, the fun part came in where we talked to the due time crew about, you know, would you allow someone to, you know, tell her Visit your home unexpectedly. You know how these things go on with the do time crew. We start talking about one thing, and then before you know it, there's a whole new conversation. And for, I mean, here was the funny part: the unanimous decision on that was no, do not knock on this door unexpectedly. Yeah, we ain't nobody trying to trying to do all of that because you can't trust people. You know, Brother Al talked about, you know, people going in the medicine cabinet, Pastor Charlotte, talking about when you go into the bathroom, you peeking at people's rooms and asking to lay down. It's like, what kind of friends do you have? Ah, oh, my, 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 my. You know, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. You know, you got to go back and listen to yesterday's conversation because, you know, People have had some experiences. Yes, for real. You know, when it comes to some of these due time crew members, I realize that I have not lived. <laughs> I have not even begun to live, you know, in comparison to some of the things that they've experienced. But, yeah, that was a kind of fun conversation there.
0: Well,
2: well, well. We did finish the morning with the switch tip with Shanti's stop reaching, you know. In other words, stop going after stuff that may not, you know, may not be for you. You know, be settled and satisfied with what the Lord has for you. You know, it doesn't mean that you cannot seek the Lord what new things He has for you. But, you know, a lot of times when we are, you know, in the mode of want, 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 we're not really thinking. We're not really thinking about the things that we should have. We're just thinking about the things that we want, want, want. So, you know, what we do is we tend to start reaching. We start doing some things that... You know, we may not should be doing. Yeah, we shouldn't be doing. And, you know, we're outside of God's parameters a lot of times. And, you know, when you're reaching most times, you really haven't sought God. Because I'm going to be honest, you know, that term reaching is really a negative thing. You know, it's really not used in a more positive manner. And, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So if you listen to that verse, if you listen to the verse that says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Then you really kind of understand that you don't have to reach for anything. Because God will give you accordingly, according to what he wants you to have. And when you kind of wait on the Lord and just focus on God and he gives you what you should have, then you, you don't have to worry about, you know, going after anything. Now, I'm not saying don't do anything, but you get the point when you get the message stop reaching so that was a good switch tip good switch tip well that's how we spent our Monday today today, today by the grace of God it is
3: let's
2: talk about it Tuesday Church Folk Day now I don't know if you are keeping up with us and the My Two Sense segment, but that's what we're going to be doing today, episode three, alrighty, alrighty, well, go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Go ahead and tell somebody that it's due time when Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, whatever you do, whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right back.
1: Scleroderma. If you know what it means, then chances are that you or someone you love has been diagnosed with it. It ended the life of my sister Nancy at the age of 26. There's a lot of pain that goes along with it, mental and physical,
4: anguish. It's gravely affected the life of a dear friend of mine and made his daily challenges almost unbearable. Don't let this happen to a friend or a loved one of yours. Get involved in the fight to end scleroderma.
2: back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And it is, let's talk about it, Tuesday, Church Folk Day. Well, it is Hmm. also My Two Cents Day. And we are reviewing the HBO Max miniseries Love and Death. And it's a riveting psychological drama. Love and Death tells the unbelievable true story of Candy Montgomery, a 1980s Texas housewife accused of murder. Despite a loving family, a picture-perfect home, and an active presence at church, Candy is unable to shake her sense of suburban or dumb. A part of two church-going couples who enjoy their small-town Texas life until an extramarital affair leads somebody to pick up and axe. Now, I don't know if you've been following this story, but we are up to episode three, that been Stone. Now, I invite you. To join us as we talk about love and death episode 3 516-387-1358. again the number is 5163871358 Oh my! Oh my! Oh my! Oh my! Where are my girls at? Where are my girl at? All right. Let me say good morning to Shantee. Good morning, Shantee. Good morning, Pastor. Seth. How are you today? I'm fine, thank, thank you. How are you? I am well. All I know is after I watched this episode last night. I think for the next 20 seconds when it ended, my mouth was just hanging open. Now, before we go any further, (laughs) do you think this story has been rushed? No, I've been saying that since episode one. I don't feel like it was a slow start. There was nothing boring about it to me. I don't feel like it took a while for it to build up. I don't feel like it was like, okay, wait, what just happened? Because they were just here, and now this is happening. No, I I feel like it's been, like, they really took their time to be able to be thorough, even though it's a miniseries, but to be thorough enough to still shorten it, because I'm pretty sure a whole lot of other things, you know, took place. But, no, I think they've been doing a phenomenal job. Whoever's been writing and the director and everything, it's been really good. Yeah, yeah. And the actors are like, wow, mm-hmm. they are really playing these parts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being that it's a true mm-hmm. story, uh, you know, you think of how, you know, you, you get the essence of, you know, these are who the people really were. You know, you, it's like, wow. So listen, right. you, we got to pace ourselves today don't, I don't want you to go out too far, our brother Ainsley is on, but you know how we always, the, we always get the ball rolling before we bring brother Ainsley on, and I'm sure he's going to have a title ah, for this week's episode, yeah. and um, so, so, well, we start from the very beginning of this episode, what's up? It was like, I have a title, it's called
4: Be a Man and in It First. It was like, he's been <laughs> wanting to end it since last episode. He's been so scared.
2: He's been so, especially after the last episode when she was banging on the table and everything in the diner. But even with this episode, episode three, it was like, he's saying how, you know, things are progressing in his marriage between him and his wife, so on and so forth. And she's like, okay, where did I leave us? So obviously, like, why are you even asking that question? And instead of him just saying, uh, I just said things were getting better, so it's over. You're still talking about, oh, I don't know if I wanted to be over. And she's like, well, let, us, let me just put us out of our misery. I'm not gonna contact you. I'm not gonna. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and it kind of catches her off guard. I don't know how, because the man been saying since the last episode.
3: Marriage kind
2: <laughs> Have helped their marriage turn around. Like, what else do you need the man to say? You know, so it, it that was really like
4: annoying. That 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 was kind of annoying. I was like, boy, if you don't just tell this lady it's over,
3: so this <laughs> marriage
4: <laughs> encounter can continue to to take effect in y'all individual lives and days, and in y'all marriage, like,
2: yeah. And then it was like what, the whole time that opening scene, you know, with them in the park, I was just like, and what happened to, what Roo, happened to, Roo, to the 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 rule that got pushed to number one? What happened? Right. 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 It, and that's the same thing like that. Boy did he, did did he catch her off guard when he said, Okay. Right.
4: <laughs> she was like, Oh, like Yeah. It's because he's been wanting to say it. And he's like, why are you shocked? You know, why are you that flabbergasted? Like,
2: what? Because she's been in La La Land. She's been in this world where she's been caught up. Remember, now, she was the one who just, Mm -hmm. you know, pushed this whole thing. So she pushed it. Right. Went into a zone where she was loving it. She was uh, 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 very active. Remember now, she 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 was the one who, you know, you could tell she was out there because, like we said last week, she's running to the door and she's busting open the door with a negligee on, and she didn't change hotels to kind of change, you know, the whole feel of this. Um, Thing you know, they're all out there at the amusement park and all out in the open. And, you know, so she's really, um you know, caught up. She's really caught up. Right. And because her husband has not been attentive, you know, to her needs, if mm-hmm. you will, it's made it a whole lot easier to get caught up into somebody who is making you happy showing you some attention and people don't realize right that this is this is somebody who you know let me tell you something when you are in a, a mundane situation and that that's not just a relationship but a situation anything can really pretty much sweep sweep you off your feet you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so you know then, that, that's right. what it was stuff. yeah 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 really swept her off her feet and, you know, when mm-hmm. it first started, I was kind of, you know, it, I was, like, nodding my head, like, okay, okay, what are you going to say? Mm-hmm. He's, he's dragging it, as y'all say, you know. Come on, just get it out. She's like, listen, y'all in private, she would already banged on the diner table, right. so I ain't got to worry about being embarrassed, so... You know, um, and I really want us to pace ourselves. I know I'm going to invite Brother Ainsley on, and and before you even get on this microphone, Brother Ainsley, don't be pushing the. uh, the, I'm going to say the relationship. (laughs) Don't be pushing the episode way out there yet. Let's uh, let's let's kind of stick it right there for a minute in the introduction. Hey, Brother Ains, good morning.
1: Hey, good morning, Pastor Seth. Good morning, Santis. Good morning, listeners. Good morning, good morning. Good
2: morning. Uh, good morning, good morning. So before we even start, what is the name of this episode? <laughs> oh my God. You know, right from the very
1: beginning I was like, and it, it, it was it was like the it seemed like the scenes are out. I kept saying oh stupid
3: and stupid <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
4: Very beginning when it started off, they walking in the park, all in the park. I'm like, um, y'all, y'all married right here. I mean, ain't that kind of, okay, how far
2: you? I, y'all just hanging mm-hmm. out open in the park
1: and whatnot. I'm like, uh, ain't that kind of like... There's a common
2: sense in that. Ain't y'all supposed to be secretive? All this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. This is all good. And and then you know and then he's
1: telling. I, I call it what it is. She the side piece. And yeah. You know, why is yeah she the side piece? All your home and your wife's personal intimate details. Do you really oh, think? Hear that. Um, I'm like, yo, are you stupid, man? Yo <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know,
2: yeah, he's like, really doing that doing too much. And you
1: know, she's she's being sarcastic and she's asking questions about what, you know, the marriage, um that counseling, or uh, what do they call that marriage, you know, thing was all about. Right. Um and, you know, look I hate to say it, you know it, it even brought back some memories Me personally, you know If you ever dated somebody a little bit on the crazy side I was like, There they go the signs Right there and, uh, <laughs> It ain't gonna get <laughs> Like you said before When she acted crazy in the restaurant And stuff like that You know, it, it's gonna continue Continue on and whatnot. And a clear sign like, like Y'all mentioned, you know uh, when he's talking about you know this marriage counseling and and, and he and she asked well um what, what does what does that leave how does that leave us and she you know she takes she takes on upon herself Well, you know well I'm I'm going to basically I'm going to end it and he goes
2: okay
4: and then she gets mad. Yeah, because ind- she doesn't mean it.
2: She doesn't mean it. She's she's throwing it out there to see what he's gonna say. Because again, she's not picking up on the signs. If he's if he's saying how the marriage is progressing, remember now if, if if you're paying attention, go back to the beginning. You as the opposite person here. Why did he get involved with the relationship? Because, the you know, she was different. She was, you know, the wife, his wife was different. And she was going through all of this, you know, pregnancy stuff and postpartum stuff and all this kind of stuff. But now that they're in this, you know, they had this counseling and they've got this follow-up, you know, practices and exercises that they do, you know, he's, he, he's, he's drawing closer to the wife. So my question was, why did you even bother to ask? Well, oh, now where does this leave us? I'm like, yo, really, really, it's just kind of mm. out there. You're just kind of out there. Oh. all right. So I'm I'm gonna ask Shanties because this is the way um, we pace, Brother Ainsley. <laughs> um, where do we go next, right. Shanties? The friend Oh my goodness How the friend is still sitting Just listening to all of this And now I guess you're trying to Give her a positive distraction By talking her Trying to talk her into um, Starting this cover girl business um, but that, that that friend is very disturbing because, again, not only do you know your married church going to have having an affair, but you know the couple. And yet still, you didn't even give a, you didn't still give a, see, I knew it. I knew it, I knew it was going to happen. I bet you know now, dummy. Not to do it again. Like you're really listening to all this as if y'all were high school girls. And she's telling you about a football player she likes and got involved with, or whatever. Even that was over. That that friend was just like really like what? So why is she po-? and then and then she told some type of way because when Candy said. You know, it's not even about the, you know, the 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 sex. You know, it's the friendship. You know, like I'm almost like my best friend. And she's like, "What about me? What
4: about you? You ain't saying nothing. You don't say anything. You just sit there and listen to all of this."
2: People pick up on that. As determined as Candy has been from the start to push this affair and put her feelings out there, and and, the spearhead all of this, people and sometimes they don't even know it. They really appreciate. When people show that they really care by even saying the things that
4: they don't want to hear sometimes and she hasn't right. said
2: nothing outside of because I don't have the guts to do this like you do. And she the whole
4: the whole time she was been really annoying. <laughs> well, Ace, what, what
2: do you have to say about that part?
1: Uh, okay, I try to stay limited to that part. Um, oh my god. I'm like, again, stupid. I'm like, where's the <laughs> You told you say it was, even though the train's going to listen, at least you could be say, well, I told you so.
5: You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Not
1: that she did, said, said anything represented like, I told you so, you could do this. Don't get in the stop and whatnot. So she's like, to me, she's just like the one, just, just like I can say now, getting all the keys getting all the information, getting all the good inside of stuff no more, mm-hmm. right? and you know, and try to go in business with the person. You know, that I mean, I don't know if that was her way of trying to uh, encourage her to, you know, give less attention to you know, the, the to the to the affair. But to me not once I was seen, you know, say, Yo, this ain't right. Don't do
4: mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. That from the beginning, mm-hmm.
2: right?
1: Oh. Acting stupid, acting
2: crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, This is this is this is did, you know uh, friendships are crazy. You know when this is a friend. Mm-hmm. Not one time did you get any godly counsel? Now, one any time did you get any 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 yes. sane counsel? Even if you weren't a godly person, just somebody who had some type of sense, you know, to say, listen. This is really not where you need to be, you know. It never, not once And I'm looking at three episodes. Not one time, you know, do you mm-hmm. ever, you know, get to a point where you say, "All right, you know what? I'm tired of hearing this. You're going to destroy your marriage. You're going to this you're going to, you know, shake, um, uh, uh um, you know, you're going to shake." you know, the the wrong tree here because you're going to end up getting hurt or you're going to hurt somebody. Not one time. And you would think that somebody would go to church and hear something and say, well, you know what, I've been Mm -hmm. listening all this time, but you know what, I'm sorry, i got to draw the line. I may have started out with you, but you can't share this stuff with me anymore because this here is really not a good thing. So I I don't know. I don't know, you know. You, like I said, you think again that sometimes your church friends ain't 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 the best things for you either. So it's amazingly, you know, I've I watched the same scenario that you two were talking about, and I'm scratching my head. I'm like, okay, and where when are you gonna say anything sound to this yes, girlfriend? Man. Who's in this La Land It's Yo Wake up mm-hmm. Alright brother Avery. God, I'll allow you to Push this episode A little further What you talking about here okay.
1: there, There's so much There's so much There's so much But going with what you said I might be jumping a bit too much But I, I mean At first I was like Okay Y'all all in the church But I'm like I'm totally thinking The same thing Ain't nobody saying You know Uh you know, I don't see no spirituality, no faith, no, I mean, like, it's mm-hmm. like, all right. If you just go to church, or one thing, are you really part of the church? And, right. and what still did, what still did, when she had a conversation with her husband, and I think she's asking, like, why are we here? Why am I here?
3: Oh, oh
0: right
3: where is the sense
1: of? Oh, I mean, my I mean, uh, being a believer, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, that says a purpose. Like, why are you here? I mean, to me, there was a serious oh. lacking, crazy lack that. That right there, I was like, I hate to say, it, stupid. Where's the lack of common sense? You don't see a problem
2: oh,
3: with
2: that? Why am I here?
4: Wow, wow,
2: wow. Okay, Brother Ains, we're going to come back to that in our church folks segment. But that there blew me away last night as well. Um, Shanti, I'm going to give you a quick second to talk about that part, but we're definitely talking about that in the 8 o'clock hour because that there is, Mm -hmm. mm, he was, that part didn't get me. The part that got me was, well, why are the trees here? I mean, you know, just tell this man you've been cheating on him. Like, this, <laughs> this is why I've been cheating on you. It was like, the, her question isn't what would disturb me. It was his
4: response that had me like, what? This is why you've been getting cheated on. And, not, and nothing justifies, especially the way she's doing it.
2: Nothing justifies you cheating on your spouse like, people be so lost. It's like, what do you need her to smack you with the sheets they've been sleeping with each other on? Like, oh, my gosh. That, that had me, like, all right, everybody on here is just showing how they slow. <laughs>
4: like, what is happening?
2: Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! All right, so we got to come back to that in the eight o'clock hour. Hopefully, Pastor Jeff and Pastor Charlene will both be on, and they can dialogue um, with that. But um, uh, go ahead, Brother Ames, give us another point. But neither one of you better reveal the latter part of this episode, because I'm going to just jump oh, the phone. I'll
1: it that. that. Here's another stupid thing. All right. <laughs> All right, here's thing. All right, okay. When hu- when the husband Pat finds the love letter, and up oh. it, oh. is he gonna go to the best friend and not even confront his wife? I'm like, oh my oh. god, stupid! Go to the best friend and then gonna tell the best friend, oh please don't tell her. I want, I want to have this conversation with her first. Like, you think she's not going to tell her best friend that you oh, just asked her about it? Oh, you know what? Oh, my
2: goodness. Goodness. <laughs> You
1: want to ask the best friend? Oh, you
2: know what I'm This is I mean, so not see, us.
1: I mean, <laughs> at that point, I mean, you see the love letter. It's not like, okay, well... Like even like um, earlier in the episode, um, you see that scene where Betty she suspects. She just looking at the the body reaction of um, of Candy and, and right. Allen. Right. She kind of suspect just from that. And but this not a suspicion. It's like you got a clear cut. You got the clear cut evidence that this was been going on, and ain't no question about if it, if it happened. It matter. It did happen
3: just like
1: right. the best friend have her best friend i'm like oh my gosh man why are you going to the best friend even if you want to keep it quiet to yourself why go to the best friend i'm like yo <laughs> I, oh, I, I my oh
2: my goodness oh my goodness Uh, Shaquise, what you got to say about that part? Because our girl Vivian is on the phone. I know she wants to chime in. She must be, I mean, just biting her teeth on the other side. What is up with with that? Oh, my
4: gosh. We would go to the best friend. (laughs) But it wouldn't be to ask anything. It would be to say, so you ain't tell me. That is a hit out for you on your
2: life. Oh, that my, God. my my thing was it, there were a few uh quickly there were a few things that crossed my mind with that. Now you kept uh, he kept asking is it over is it over, that's really what he wanted to hear which I thought was bugged out. But if it was really over for her, she wouldn't still have that love letter. Secondly, ah, I, wait, wait a minute he he gave her that love letter
4: the first episode time they slept together. So how in love. Remember, we never knew what the card said. How in love with with her were you? All y'all did was spend time formulating how y'all was gonna how y'all were gonna have the affair, the affair. So you were all caught up on the how to before y'all actually did the do. He wrote a two page love letter. So while he, the the husband, while um, asking
2: the best friend, is it over, is it over, is it over. But you just found this love letter that wasn't all that deeply
4: hidden because if it was, you wouldn't have found it. (laughs) So, no, it ain't over. It's not over. But in addition to that, like I said, it was just like, wow, he
2: was, Alan was really sprung because he gave that letter before anything really happened. Like, oh, my gosh. It was just funny. Yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's get our girl Viv on real quick, see what she's got to say. Let's say good morning to Vivian. Good morning, Viv. Good
4: morning, good morning, everyone. How are you? Um, good all righty,
2: girls, shake and shaking and shaking about this episode three. Now, based on what we've already talked about, what's your what's your
4: two cents? I got to get my title for this episode three. I was trying to think of what it was going to be. I think I'm going to go with Damn You. So we got Damn the Shower, Damn the Rules, and Damn You. Because this episode just truly shows how much nobody cares about nobody but themselves. And it was just crazy. It was mm-hmm. crazy. Good. Best. Best. The, part that got me, the, fir- the first part is also what got me was the um him talking to her about, you know, trying to save his marriage and ending a relationship with her and him just not being able to say that he wants things to be over. He's really scared of her. Like, at the end of the day, he's scared, you know, to know what to do. And when she tries to pull his card and be like, you know what, I'm just not going to call you anymore. I'm not going to call you. I'm not going to think about you, blah, blah, blah he was like, okay. And she did not expect that response. And that's the part that really got me. She was not expecting that. She was expecting him, her, be like, no, don't do it. No, we can, like, let's work something out. Or, like, she was not expecting that response at all. And that's Absolutely. when it all went. I mean, Ben went to Haywire, but that right there, that was when it all just went crazy. Because now she's trying to save her marriage. I don't think she really care about her marriage. She's just trying to show him up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You want to work on your marriage? I can work on my marriage, too. And especially when he told her, like, oh, you know, this, this, this retreat is not really for people whose marriages is basically over. <laughs> She's like, what? I I Vivian!
2: Yes! Yes! When he
4: said That's that, normal. I was like, yo! Wow mad mm-hmm. I miss, this. You miss me? Now she gotta now she got a point to prove now she gotta go prove him wrong and prove really really prove him not prove him wrong, but prove herself wrong because she really don't care about her husband, but now she gotta prove to everybody that she really does and she loves him and things, so now I gotta go work on this and prove him wrong it 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 was just ridiculous.
2: Oh, God! the
4: husband was no help at all.
2: No, no, no. Well, what did you think of the letter-finding part that Shantisa and Ainsley brought up?
4: I agree. She she didn't care about her husband finding it because he found it way too easily. All he had to do was lift up this and lift up that, and it was right there. If you're really trying to hide something, it's going to be underneath the floorboards. It's going to be in the secret apartment. <laughs> it's going to be somewhere where you will right, never find a the this thing. or
2: something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. So, then I'm going to give you what, but without going to the end, because there will show a whole lot in this episode,
4: I would take you, you can take one point a little further. What we got? Thing. I was thinking about when uh she went to see the girl after after calling him after calling her, her mistress and uh, you know, uh, that the lady found out about the breast cancer and she runs over to the house and she's like, Well uh, who told you? Now you gotta it all up because who else uh, would have told you? Oh uh, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Oh god. That's goodness. why I said damn you because she did not care. Like that just gave everything away. Because the only person knows about this is me and my husband. And this is something intimate. This is not something like, oh, you know, even if that is her friend, this is not something you're just telling anybody. Right. And that means y'all have to have some special kind of relationship going on for him to be divulging this information to you. Absolutely. And why does he call you?
2: Why does right. he call you? Why does he call you? Even if you had to talk to somebody, and you know y'all are not supposed to be all that close. Why call right. you? Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, I couldn't believe it, Vivian. I was like, you had nobody had a plan. Nobody had a plan. Mm-hmm. Nobody she had, had a ball. plan. No, and, and she wanted that, to see him. Absolutely, absolutely. Now I, I, I'm, I'm going to give you a chance to talk about this one here, Brother Ames. You know when 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 she said when he told her about this breast cancer scam, and she said, "Well, should I go over? You know, I I'm just going to check on." And He was like, "Oh, is that what a man does?" I'm like, "Yo, you stupid! Now you just tell, you just confided in her." And told her something that you shouldn't have told. And when she says I'm going over to the house, that should have been a flag right there that says, you know what? Listen, you know nobody knows about this, so I don't need you to go over to the house right. to say mm-hmm. anything. You know, do those people do men do that? Are they just that dumb? Yeah, yeah. After yeah. <laughs> after
1: the most part, I was like. Yo, you stupid and she crazy. You stupid and she crazy. Because this ain't the first time she involved he confided in yes. her on uh, the episode about when and thinking that they was trying to think about leaving the church. You know, right. he only told you. That was not public information and whatnot. So she's slipping. You know, I mean, I guess he's going to play that game. Shouldn't that be like one of the be kind of things, you know, some things are private. You don't share. And but you think it's all nearly willy so you're gonna just dive all the information. You did it before, you're doing it again, and it's how you getting busted and whatnot. So yeah, it was one of those points. I'm like, oh, she crazy and he's stupid. I'm like, why are you giving all this information to 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 this woman and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. And uh, but <laughs> I, I mean, I can take it step further. I, I was thinking I hate to say it, but I think she got a him and her husband whooped. You know what I mean? You got yeah. him and her husband whooped. Because, you know, I don't, I don't know if we take it further, because even when the husband find out, this is the part I was like, all oh, you stupid? He going to give, knowing his wife had an affair, he going to give her flowers saying he felt her and caused the affair.
3: Uh-huh.
1: I'm like, it's your fault that she had an affair? You know what I'm saying? I'm now, I mean, I can see, like, your actions will prompt somebody to act a certain way. But I'm talking about now, you married. This ain't like a, a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship. You're not just the casual, you know... To, you're married with children
3: and whatnot.
1: You had an affair. You broke her And it's your fault.
2: You don't give her flowers.
4: so
2: you stupid. oh, they they are so sloppy. They are such a sloppy set. All right, Viv, I'm gonna give you a chance to talk about that before we
4: let you go. Oh, you know what you got to say about that part. It was just crazy when, them, when the wife was standing there and watching them. First of all, if you was really smart, you would have texted on her and you would have went about your business. But because you really went over there to see him, as soon as he got home, now right. y'all walking down the, the, the neighborhood talking in front of the house and all kinds of foolishness. But y'all just messed everything all up. <laughs> she had no yes. suspicions before then. The wife was so dumb that she didn't think anything of anything until this moment.
2: Uh, no, she picked up on it last episode because she, or was it the first episode when she said, "You looked at her like that. You looked at, you know, you looked at women another a certain way." Although it was paranoia because of all of her hormones all over the place, she was picking up on some stuff. She was picking up on some stuff. Right. So, like you said, her body when language was has a Crazy,
4: and now she was thinking she's crazy, and now she's like, okay, mm-hmm. now I see what it really is.
2: So y'all Absolutely. just gave all the confirmation she mm-hmm. needed at that point. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Vivian, for uh, giving us your two cents. And uh, have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Shantese. I'm going to give you a pass. Jeff is you know, going to join us in a minute. And um he can he watch the episode so he can, you know, jump in before our church folks segment. And um what do you have to say about that part? Because see there's a part here that I could not believe the wife did. But I'ma tell you something, I believe she did it to set this whole thing up just to see if her suspicions were correct. So go ahead. What you gotta say about this part? the part of them being outside the house and Betty finally catching on. Yeah, when she's looking through the window, yeah. That's what, uh, when Ainsley brought it up. Brother yeah,
4: I, it up. yeah I, I agree. You know, it may have been, off, even though her suspicion
2: was regarding something else, because like you said, she was like, y'all looked at each other crazy. She was like, wait, it's because y'all both on the board, so y'all know that Jackie got fired, stuff, stuff, stuff. but still now with her seeing that, and just like you always say, Pastor Seth, women are
4: women So now you looking all googly-eyed And your body mannerisms And all that And her husband's standing a little too close to you You know, now it's like Everything she's been seeing Or not seeing Now is coming, you know, is playing in her head And it was
2: just like, why couldn't Because when she said, okay, you walk up to the car I was like, yeah, oh, you, you don't know oh, what Like, why, why he got a, The car is right there y'all don't oh, my in gosh. where you gotta drive two miles up to the to the house <laughs> so already I was like oh boy here we go and mm-hmm. then when she walked past I'm like what is there to stand there and talk about like just walk her the same way y'all came back from that marriage encounter you went over by her picked up the bag real quick and said bye that's exactly the way that should have been because y'all have ended it you know and that and with um <laughs> With, her, with Betty suspecting all of that, and then when she kept inviting um, Candy to stay, I was like, okay.
4: How you okay. there? Come on. No, no, no. Okay. See, you didn't went too far. I'm sorry.
2: You done went, went too far. You done went too far. Oh, okay. We ain't sorry, there. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay. We ain't there. You see, I said, okay, but okay, that's what okay. so I got to do for y'all. So, yes, Listen, they, here's they, the part. Right, yeah, so they they were dumb. They, they, they no. Okay. So here's the part I thought was a setup, but I'm gonna ask Pastor Jeff in a second, and then I'll come back to to Brother Ains. Okay. So that was my thought when you said, "Oh, well, walk well, Candy to the car." I'm saying to myself. You don't do that. You don't invite your husband to walk another woman to anywhere. I don't care what is going on. And when she started watching them through the window, I said to myself, uh-uh, uh-uh. That was her test. That was her test to see what would go on. And like you said, Shanties, instead of just letting him walk you to the car. But see how stupid the both of them are. Because my thing would be, well, why I got to walk her to the car? She came here to see you. If I hadn't shown up, then why would I need, why would, who would be walking who to a car? So when she said, walk to the car, I'm saying to myself, I ain't trusting that thing. Because no woman is in her right mind who's been suspicious is going to take and make that move. So let me ask Pastor Jeff, you know, because, you know, Pastor Jeff did have some experiences. Come on, Pastor Jeff. Good morning. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm good. No, I'm good. I'm good. All right, Pastor Jeff. This is as far as we've gotten in this episode. Don't be pushing it all the way to the end like Shantice. Um... You know, I'm talking about the part with the with, with with them. We've gotten up to the part where, you know, she he tells he confides in Candy about when he says, Well, you know, she says, Well, what's wrong? He tells her about the breast cancer scare and she immediately, you know, invites herself. Oh, I should go over there Was that, and he didn't say anything and I asked Brother Ainsley when she said that she would go over to confront the woman about this scare. Would a man just not say anything? Let me see if you say the same thing Ainsley said.
5: Well, truthfully, you know, I I just think he's just just a stupid man. I mean, you know, (laughs) you're going to have this affair and deal with this woman, and then you're going to try to make your wife and her best friends you know, and really believe that this woman could really be friends with your wife when she's sleeping with you. I mean you know it's stupidity there. I mean I, I see I, I I you know, I've kind of done some things in my life and, and I you know, I to kind of, I used to try to keep all my women together and, and try to make them make them act like friends, but truthfully I knew they weren't because I knew they both all of them wanted me. You know, so that I, I don't understand, you know, you know, go, go check on her. Go, go do this. I don't know. See, like he, he, he kind of might've wanted her to, you know, to, to, to kill her.
2: You know what I'm saying? I don't know. <laughs> well, you know what? You know, this, this is a whole, um, this is, this is, this is crazy now i've asked y'all not to watch the whole thing because now when you talk you kind of say some stuff that you know you think we're up to, and we actually not up to. And brother Ainsley has a knack of pushing us all the way to the end of the episode and all of that kind of stuff. But I want us to pace ourselves. We have Pastor Charlene on, so we're going to pull her in because she did not watch the episode, so we can't um, include her unfortunately on this part of the conversation. But we can pull her in on the church folk part because there was a bit of some. I i eyebrow raising conversation that took place with the pastor. But um yeah. uh 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 Ainsley, I'll allow you to push this conversation a little further and well, what you got? What you got? 'Cause he Pastor Jeff didn't see too much, so he he might pull he might just we don't have to temper him and what he talk about. So what you got, Ace? What you got? All right,
1: well the okay with the pastor. I was like
2: No, not the Pastor, uh, not the Pastor. Uh, we gotta wait for the eight o'clock hour with the pastor. Go to something else. Go to something else. Well, wait, eight
1: o'clock, eight o'clock, eight o'clock. <sighs> okay, uh, something else. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, I mean, to me, Betty, you know, as crazy as she is, she's calculating because it's yep. like, okay, yep. like, um, she's 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 calculating. She's crazy. That's her personality, you know, because it's like. When she suspects something, she gonna see it to the halt. Like when she yeah. like um, yeah. when she went to the doctor the first one, and she was like, "How you can't be so sure?" Blah 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 blah. And next, the immediate next thing she at another next next doctor, and stuff like that. So it's like she is relentless, and yeah. so it's like again, you know, when she suspects, she's like, "Oh, okay." I mean, that's why she say, go uh, so, here, yeah, walk her to her car. They ain't yeah. going to ask her to invite her to our house yeah. and, and stuff like that. <laughs> and, like, you know, asking all kind of questions, trying to provoke something. And that was the most quiet um, Kenny would have been and do it all throughout the whole movie when she was sitting at the table.
2: Absolutely. Um, the the air. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You, you know, know Pastor. Jeff, you talk about keeping them close. You know, she, they have this, she's supposed to be the local overseer of everybody who's attended this, um, this, this, this retreat, this marriage retreat. And so now you invite her over for dinner, her and the husband over for dinner. Is that a calculated move to you as well?
5: Uh, I don't see. It. I see it as a stupid move, but yeah, I think yeah, I think she you know she's she's suspected, and she's trying to fill it out, you know, trying to trying to see if her suspicions are true. So
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, that
5: was calculated. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree. You know, with Ainsley, you know, she's she's a little moony. Um, but she's very calculated. So everything she does with a level of precision. And, Shanti, I'm going to ask you, was that not the most boring table? Con- this is how you know it was calculated. And there was nothing anyone had to say. It was more silence at the table than anything else. At least on this side of the fence, we would have found something to talk about. Now, if I hadn't invited you over. But, see, now she's watching. She's not... Engaging conversation because she wants to do more watching. Am I? Are you picking up on that, Shanties? Did we lose Shanties? Are you talking to the mute button? I'm sorry, I was talking to the mute button. Okay. I was saying yes because on this side of the fence, after it kept getting dead at that table, the question would have came
4: out because ain't nothing else to talk about. Now let's talk about why I invited you. So you believe Right. Because it, it would have been we we can't we it, for real like we can't
2: yeah. just people you know I'm and not this side that side of the fence. It, the average person can just sit there, there's but so much food on this plate for me just to be sitting here eat, eating, and I'm not engaging, Even if I'm not the one speaking at the moment, but there's still a conversation taking place at the table. Like so the question would have came out, especially I couldn't have invited you here for that and then that was quiet because the silence would have killed me and the silence would have answered my question. So and I okay, so now that y'all have confirmed that y'all speaking together 'cause ain't nobody talking about nothing. And and, and the other one husband would have been like, What do you mean? Like you hear the silence? do, do you see the eyes? Okay, yeah. <laughs> it it was. It was really it it was it was really <laughs> it was really um that was her way of, like you said, being able to really up close for herself, and she knew Betty knew that Pat was in the dark, you know. So she wasn't paying attention to Pat; she's paying attention to Candy and Alan. So unfortunately, Pat kind of just sitting there eating his pot roast pillo. That Betty didn't <laughs> investigated and found out he loved that he didn't made. She made his favorite, so he could sit there and shut up and eat while she paying attention to what's going on here with the other
4: two. And it was just like. I was like, they don't jump to the
2: next scene already. I was bored watching, sitting at the table. <laughs> yes, like like there's no way. If I was a kid, because I was because when they showed all for themselves, like, I well, was where are the kids because it's mighty quiet. Because well, you know, if one couple is doing something, then the kids are at the other couple's house. And now you got both couples here. But I could have been the kid in the back, like when someone speak already? Oh my gosh, like, what kind of dinner party is
3: this? This is just like.
2: Yeah, but well, it, that's, it that's was how,
3: really, that's, yeah. like you said, that's how you know it's calculated I because, worry,
2: again, the kids were down with the same thing. I'm like, well, where are the kids at? Because you can't be inviting them over at 10 o'clock at night, but you didn't make sure the kids were down, you didn't make sure they quiet, you made sure they in the bed, ain't nobody talking, but the four of y'all. And, 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 you know, now that you think about it, you're right, you know, she's going to pick, Um. Uh, uh. what's his name, What's what's the husband's name? Pat, Pat, Pat. Pat's favorite roast beef, you know, to keep him occupied, (laughs) to keep him occupied. Um, All right, Brother Ace, it's the 8 o'clock hour. We can move forward to whatever the pastor part you were going to talk about, and then we're going to pull Pastor Charlton in in a couple of minutes, But we're going to get this conversation started.
1: All right, the pastor part, all right. Um, I wanted to rewind it but at that point, but I didn't. But what came to my mind with that, like, Albert, he had, and he could walk hey. off. I was hey. like, okay, he's not fit. He is not <laughs> fit. This is beyond stupid. This ain't about him stupid or he crazy. You know, this is like, yo, you are not fit. You know, you are going to the outburst and walk off like you a small little, you know, little kids and stuff like that. I was like, nah, you're not fit for the job.
3: No, <laughs> no. <laughs> he was, um, okay.
1: and then the wife gonna try to explain it, and you know, um, I, I was like, no, he, 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 he. This is this not the, this not the person for the job. He's not my, my, and not my take. You know. I mean, sometimes you got to, like, okay, think, okay, well, maybe maybe it was God's will this person be in. But right there, I would have been like, uh-uh, no, no, um,
3: Um, We didn't
1: pray on this hard enough.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Whoa. All right, Pastor Jeff, you know, there was this outburst, and, uh, before I comment, what was your thought on this this outburst business?
5: I kind of trying to remember the outburst business. I don't no, because you not really <laughs> the way to the
2: end. That's what you get.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
5: so I, you, you would have to refresh my memory on that one.
2: You know what? See, this is what I told y'all. I said, listen, I know we are gonna want to look at it to the end, but you gotta keep your your mind fresh because we always cause, listen, we, we always going to forget some stuff so they go so the, the brand new church has just gotten finished you know they've erected the brand new um, church they're kind of walking through the um, you know from the back to the front and they're talking about how great the cushions are and you know this is the first time I've really realized that half the church is gone because now there's a concern about we've built this big church and half the people have gone, including the girls, which is Betty and Alan. And now he has this baby fight. I agree 100% with Brother Ainsley, this baby-fied outburst. Well, maybe we need to get the people back. Maybe we need to get the girls. And he, like, huffs and balks off like, you know, he's having a temper tantrum. Over what? Over what? It's, like, so stupid and so infantile that, you know, you are, this is the way you respond when you're having the first walkthrough of the brand-new church. Do you remember that part now, Pastor Jeff?
5: Yeah, yeah, vaguely, vaguely, vaguely. It wasn't that
2: interesting.
5: <laughs> you know, I was more focused on the juicy juicy part, but, you know, he, he seemed to be he seemed to be very infantile in his mentality, you know, and and his emotions. He 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 just, you know, they people don't like me, you know. Oh, he was all in his feelings, and I, you know, I saw all of that, you know. I you know he he didn't seem like a, any type of pastor that commanded any respect anyway, you know. What I'm
2: right, right, you know, right, right. Like
5: who's gonna really take you seriously? Is like you. <laughs> You're green, you're, you're, you know. Like he ain't never been through nothing. He went to seminary, and he he, he he might know the word. That's it. But you know, didn't seem like he had no college of hard knocks type of life till everything you know that's not important was so important to him.
2: That's absolutely. how I viewed him. No, absolutely, and and that's, that's exactly the point that you know Ainsley say he's not fit. You know how in the world you know are you supposed to be leading, and you know you knew it was going to get to this point? You knew when the building was up, and um you know you were going to have to walk through you know that they didn't say i don't think I don't think I didn't hear anything they said that was wrong. I, you know they were talking about the boy. I tell, when I tell you this is the boringest group of people. Was well, the, the the pink pink the pink cushions are really beautiful? I'm like, oh my god, is that all y'all got to talk about? It's it's they are just wow. They they need another pastor just to enhance the conversation that takes place. But I'm going to touch on something, and this is the part that I want to bring Pastor Charlene in on. Um, Chantez. You, you've you got, let's go back a little bit. Let's go back to when Candy goes, when, when they're building, when they're building, they're putting the building together. And she introduces her brand-new business to the pastor. And he, she, you know, and you could tell he's like, okay, here we go again. They're trying to push something on me. She tells, you know, she tells him, well, you know, uh, we, you know, uh, um, Sherry and you know we, and myself, you know, we have this brand new business, and you know, if you're thinking about you know remodeling or whatever, you know, enhancing the place, give us a call. And she says, you know, we've got references. And he says, well, how how do you have references already if the business is just getting started? And she says, well, I'll just make them up. Shanti's, <laughs> ah! I'll give you an opportunity to talk because we're going to talk about the integrity and the open. Lack of, of integrity as a Christian that she doesn't have a problem exposing. Yes, well, before I got to that part about i makeup up references, which then they're not references, It's are just things you're making up. Was you talking about the whole presentation? If this, this is supposed to be your pastor. And okay. You're trying to get into a business that has everything to do with renovation or cosmetic enhancement, property or whatever, and you see them doing that the whole presentation before you walk up to him as if you were just uh, someone who lived in that community, yeah, and you had no affiliation with this church. And he walked up and said oh are you in charge are you in charge and he said I'm the pastor oh, okay well I have this business I'm just starting and we would love to be able to be considered to do X Y and Z this is your church that you belong to that whole thing there was no integrity and it was very tacky and then to compound it, I was talking about oh I'll just miss he showed his question showed that he was paying attention and you were prepared to say that you would just make it up because you you know that y'all are just starting but the whole presentation was just tacky like this is your pastor this is your church you know you can't walk up and talk about this as if this is an outsider or this is just a regular commercial property and you're trying to get business you're trying to get them to pay you you know to to do something That, that whole thing was just like off for me I, I agree. I agree, uh, brother Ainsley. Presentation off
1: again. Stupid. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, I mean, at, at certain points, you know, like we, it, the dynamic of the relationship, you know, or yeah, you may feel like you um, you friendly enough, you can be casual in your conversation. And stuff like that, but when it comes to business and something like that, sometimes you just gotta be, regardless of the casual friendship you may have, or in, well, in this case, you may have, and certain things you, business wise, you just gotta be straight up on point. You know what I'm saying? And like, like uh, Shanti said, you know, you should come like, well, listen, um, I have a business. Your presentation should be more on point, more business like, more formal. Recognize this is your pastor, a leader of the church. And whatnot, and you and you and you approach and you talk to that that person in leadership uh more appropriately, not like oh you just you're just gonna straight up and lie, you know I'll make up references and stuff like that no no, no 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 you 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 approach the 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 person properly, period, and you know like it's, it's just got so casual, oh yeah, I can you know yeah, here's my business and stuff like that and like, I'm so proud of it. And stuff like not a, you not not even have a uh, um from we can tell from what we can tell haven't even done a job yet but yet you approaching the church for business you know mm-hmm. so the president is totally off totally off
2: <laughs> all right Pastor Jeff uh, well, you know you're the pastor one of your congregants come up to you like that. And uh, what you saying? Off presentation, off.
5: Yeah, it's definitely off. You know, <laughs> uh, it's hard for me to focus on, on, on that other stuff when the other stuff is so juicy. But
2: <laughs> <laughs> see, you gonna learn to you gonna learn to play by the rules, Pastor Jeff, so you can stay focused. You are gonna learn to play well, by the rules.
5: I I I had to watch it through because, I you know I can't sit and watch TV that much. I it's hard for me. So I said let me you know I had the time and I said let me let me go ahead and you know go ahead and watch these through you know. Uh huh.
2: Uh-huh. Tell me anything. Yeah, Tell that, me you know. Anything.
5: You get you get people all the time in you know, the past they come and they look into advance their 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 program and it's so important to them, you know their little business and you know, want you to pass it on to the congregation and all that. And most of the time, you know, you're like, man, I don't even want to bring this in because if it goes south, it always falls back on the church. It always falls back on the pastor. So yeah. I've had a lot of people always bring us something, the next new pyramid scheme and everything else. And, you know, and I, I want to politely reject them because I, I don't want to, endorse anything before the people you know I don't right you know because a lot most of that stuff is them grabbing money and ripping people off and every time yeah. I've allowed something like that the you know the people always lost and then mm-hmm. they and then they look at the pastor badly for allowing it you know wow. so most of them I never endorse people's businesses and stuff you know you got to do that on your own
2: Okay. That makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Let's bring Pastor Charlene on and see if she's endorsed any uh, personal private businesses. Good morning, Pastor Charlene.
4: Good morning. Good morning. How are you?
2: Hi, everyone. Hi. Good morning. All right, Pastor Charlene, we're talking about, you know, there's a scene where, you know, she comes up and she brings her card and, you know, like Shanti said, you would think that she was just kind of driving by a construction site, and she jumps out the car and she sees an opportunity to get business, and, you know, she just, and you could tell he's kind of like, okay. Um, thank you You know, Pastor Jeff brought up a really interesting point Of, you know, just endorsing uh, outside business You know, bringing your personal business into the church You know, have you had that? What have you done with it has been presented to you? Well, not to me Well, yeah, I guess you can not say that too um, I had, uh, I know some people that has a business And they brought it to the church um, and what happened was that in And they were members of the church um, And what happened was that Their business they, they talked the pastor into doing it But They said they had reference Just like that was stated um, For people on the outside But everybody talked about the bad work that they did mm. So The pastor was trying to, I guess, be nice and um, and to let them do a job. Well, they did a terrible job because when you come and you say you're going to do something, right, you will say, I can start this day, I'm going to finish this day, it's going to take this amount of time a day I'm going to come, right? You're supposed to be able to tell them all of this. Um, well, it took longer than what they were, like months and months and months longer, um, and then they were, did not clean up behind themselves, so that day you finished work, you just jumped up and walked away instead of cleaning behind yourself, because you still want to have traffic for the time when you're not there, um, so when my thing was, even with your reference, Pastor, did you call and find out, you know, you did the after you said yes? You know, because once after you say yes, well, for some people, once after you say yes, you know, they are still allow you to do it because they said yes, but if I find out that you didn't do a good job or whatever, I just want to be no anyway. Um, so, they the name was out there, but when they come and they plant their name with a church, that gives opportunity for other church to open up to them. So, Indirectly, yes I was a part of um, Being in that particular church um, So that's why I say Yes, when it came to them Saying that they wanted to do a job for me I said no And I said because I heard that you, what you don't do And I heard that you're slow And I heard, you know So they couldn't do anything for me personally Alright So you gotta uh-huh. be very careful you do because, like, like Pastor Jeff said, now you have got to explain to the church, and now it's a, it's the church's mess. It's one thing when we got our mess on the outside; it's another thing when we got the church now the mess on the inside. Because uh, Pastor Jeff owns a home, Ainsley has uh, definitely um, um, knows about home ownership. Uh, Shantise and I have experienced, you know, the, the, the that is their mo people put a whole they tell you a whole lot of stuff you and i've gotten people with references must have been their personal friends and family members and then but they have walked off the job Mm -hmm. I, i met a person doing work and you could see that it was his work all up and down the block and when he did our work he walked off with the with with the job and the money so, and it was the church's job. It wasn't even like my personal job. So you you got to really be careful when you're bringing in, you know, this this personal business um into the church, especially if it's a member, because now it it can really help to tear up um the the the, the church's uh relationship and even okay. internally amongst one another. So you know, I, I'm I'm a little uh very skeptical. Very skeptical and I, I think I'm with Pastor Jeff, nah, we we ain't gonna do that. We going we, we no no, we we gonna pass. Um Especially Pastor Jeff, if you're willing to lie about references.
4: How yes. reliable is your work?
2: Right. Right. But you are so honest that you tell the pastor. That you are gonna make up references, uh, 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 Pastor Charlotte. You know, so uh, 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 <laughs> you know the your 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 parishioner tells you. Well, you know, I'm just gonna lie about stuff. What do you What do you do with this person? I, I don't. I don't even know. I'm gonna ask Pastor Jeff the same thing. You know, what do you do? She he says. Well, you know what? If you just started your business, how do you? Have references, and she says, I'll, "I'll just make them up." What do you even do with that person? Well, first, I'll be standing there looking like, "Did you really say that to me? Mm-hmm. Did you did. really come out your mouth and say that you're going to lie, and then you're going to lie to me that you're going to make up the reference, and you want me to give you a job?" Mm. Well, let's fix this
4: first. What else have you lied about? Mm. Then my thing
2: is, if you lie about one thing, and you boldly lie, yep. you know, so now that's going to make me think of what else have you done. And mm. so, therefore, now whatever that you have done, I'm going to question you about it. And then I'm going to ask you, where do God fit in in all of this that you just said? And then you want us, when I say us, because when you do something for the ministry, right, that becomes the whole ministry. Like you say, it can make it, it can break it. So now that you have stood here and you stated this, and now you probably, this person probably had been doing something else within the church. What else have you lied about?
3: So now you need to
2: sit down and you need to go to God about all that you have said. Because I, that's my moment where that, when I always tell y'all that I gotta walk away and get that second, because I never know what might come out. So that would be me walking away for you. Know, let me go into this office right quick, because I need to go in here and pray, because I can't believe that you stood in my face and just told me a bald face lie. Oh yeah, uh, Pastor Jeff. Now this is the same person who has. Told the other pastor, the first pastor, that she's considering cheating on her husband. So she she let out the integrity level with the first pastor. This is the second pastor she's with, and she's telling this pastor, "Oh, I'll just lie." What do you do with this 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 individual?
5: Well, it seems like that whole church is operating under. <laughs> A whole another set of rules, anyway, because you you know watch how everything going on, you know, you know, she's she's coming comfortably like that because the church is comfortably operating without integrity, you know. Yeah. So it doesn't even bother her to approach the pastor. See, most people it would bother them to even say that to the pastor. Like I'll just make it, right. you know. Right. So the whole church is operating under that. You know, just like, you know, everybody smokes, you know, everybody, you know, probably drinks and everybody yep. probably curses. You know, it's, it, it don't seem like they have too many rules there that are not broken in far as sanctification areas. So and moralistically, they, you know, they seem to all be screwed up. So, you know, hey, I don't <laughs> think she, it bothered her to approach the pastor that way you know
2: yeah he clearly didn't you know, look like he probably
5: bring us some she probably bring her some stuff on him if he was to even question that
2: mm. well you know people like that you know you, you don't you can't uh put anything past them and and that's that that's the part that's bad because now like Dr. charlotte said well what else won't you do or what else have you done now he's just getting there. So now you're kind of showing your cards as to who you are. And, and, and like you said, Pastor Jeff, he's actually getting a chance to see how all fickle all these people are because now these ones leave because they don't like the new people. The ones that stay are liars. So it's like, boy, this is some kind of church I've inhabited. Oh, all right. So I only got... Uh, 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 Brother Ainsley for a little while longer, and, you know, Pastor Jeff keeps talking about the juicy part. So let's let's, let's talk about the fact that, you know, now you have Betty, who, okay, so, okay, let's go back a little bit. To show the integrity, we're talking about the integrity of this individual. So you know that you've been sleeping with this woman's husband. Your two children are good friends. She wants to stay over, go to the pool, and all of this kind of stuff. And you don't have any problem playing this game. Now, you've already put out there, the husband, Alan, has already said, you know, she says, well, I don't think she likes me. Again, playing another head game. And she says, well, you know, he says, well, you know, no, she likes you. She lets you watch the baby. She lets our children play together. Again, might be something calculated. Well, now she goes over to the house, and she wants to get this bathing suit um, for her, you know, Betty's daughter to play and go to the pool with her daughter. This is Candy. So, Ainsley, I'll let you talk about this a little bit, and you and Pastor Jeff can talk about the juicy part (laughs) Um, of the episode, but uh, take it away.
1: All right. It just shows uh, she has a certain level of crazy. All right. Um, uh, You know what? And that's one part we we, we didn't mention. Um, um, uh, Remember when she was driving in the car by herself? And and when she was just passing the motel, I guess, where her and Alan, Uh they were doing it. And she would just blow the car horn, like, you know. That's a certain level of crazy right there. It shows you yeah. you just voting on just because you passing passing a a place, uh, a venue, you you know when well, you did that. I mean that's a certain level of crazy. It just it just further goes how far she this person is going to go with this stuff and whatnot. You know you get to this now. Um, I mean granted she was trying to be in like uh uh had like quite a few things she was trying to take care of and whatnot. But even though I seem like it seemed as though Betty was kind of still baiting her to come in and stuff like this, yeah. you know, you're so crazy, you can't even see it. You just you could have yep. just insisted, no, I got to run. When you going to sit down and you know, offer tea and stuff like that, you're supposed to be hurting, getting back to where you need to go to. You'd be like, no, I just need the bathing suit. You
4: right. know what I'm
1: saying? Um, and so, like, you're so crazy with this, you won't go to lady's house. It was that important. And in some of the time of the issue, it couldn't have, could have been more easier. You just go buy another bathing suit for the child and instead of have to go travel all this way and stuff like that. And But just go to the certain level of crazy that she really is and stuff like that. And um, again, when she went going to the house, I was like, stupid. I sit down. <laughs> I'm like, oh, stupid and crazy. And then when she walked off, and and went into the back i'm like um wouldn't that be your key to get out of there right
3: <laughs> right
1: you know
2: because did she didn't say so it, like, did like the she t- wait wait hold on hold on hold on because i got to put this pin there the reason why it would be your exit is because the way she said I'll, like, I'll be right back. You wait right here. It's like, yo, even the way she said it was, like, some kind of sadistic, like, calculated. She just said, oh, okay, well, wait, I'll go get the bathing suit. Just by the way she said that, I'm like, wait a minute. uh uh-uh, something ain't right here. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right, guys. I mean, go ahead, mm-hmm. I'm sorry.
1: No, I mean, yeah, you didn't pick up on it. You crazy, but she, you know, everybody think of Betty was really crazy, but, you know, she's calculating right there. So she was like, oh, you done come to my house now. Okay. You know, so, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She she's she a certain level of crazy right there. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, Pastor Jeff, Prior to her, saying, "Okay, I'll be right back." She she sits there and she's looking at her, and she finally comes out with the question, "You're having an affair with with Allen, aren't you?" And is that a point where she needed to get up and leave, Pastor Jeff?
5: Well, first of all, she should have lied and kept the lie going. Thank I don't have you. How the you going to go admit, admit right. to that mess? Okay. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's like, how stupid can you be? I mean, she's asking you, meaning that she doesn't know. She doesn't know. Because she would have just came out like Chucky if she knew and and tried to chop you up. So you were supposed to say, no, I don't know why you think that, but that's not what's happening, you know, and kept to your lie you know you know i mean the, but see that's white people stuff man I, that's how that's that's how i see it that's that's the white people stuff right there man and, and, and the fact I that would. they stayed she stayed there when the lady went says, let me go get something after you done told her you slept with her husband man you you get out of there you and then you don't you don't still be willing to take her child anywhere it's it okay. does you know oh. Uh, uh, I mean, that, uh, see, that, like I said, that's, that's white people's stuff. They they, they, they got to go investigate, you know, and get <laughs> themselves killed. We start running as soon as everybody else starts running, you know?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shanti, Pastor Jeff says, you keep the lie going. Why or why not? <laughs> I agree. You've been lying all this time. Listen, she had one her advantage, her husband not only knowing she cheated, but with who. And they were both bold enough to now tell other people in the church that they are not friends with this couple anymore. So it's a whole lot easier to keep the lie alive so that you stay alive and so that your (laughs) husband stays alive even though he know nothing about it. You know, listen, you and Alyssa cannot be friends anymore. Why? Mind your business. Y'all just won't be friends anymore. You have to cut your ties because you can't be doing all of this. Whether you think the the woman knows or not, that that was just a bit much for me. You, so like you gotta able to target and all that. No, you're not. So like that that was just crazy for so me. Like I agree, especially that was the this side of the fence was born. Um, give I give you one second and see. I paid too much attention to details. So once I realized that that was the same color shirt Candy had on in the opening scene, every time they show her in the shower with the blood on, I said, okay, so this is something. You on the know side. what? That baby shirt he had on. So because I paid attention to that, I kind of like, it was a little spoiler alert for myself. But I I was just like, you sitting here crying. This ain't no time to sit here and cry. This is time to go tell your husband we need to pack ourselves to get to that church, get some kids. <laughs> Whatever we can grab in one swoop, we need. You a
4: mathematician, you make money.
2: And y'all need to pick up and go somewhere else. Again, you had it to your advantage that he knew everything for the most part. Your husband knew everything so you didn't have to take time to fill him in on nothing. You know how sometimes people go to their stuff like, come on, we got to go. Well, no, I don't understand. Shut up. We don't have to understand. We got to go. He can't have to go through none of that. But for her to sit there and admit it, and I, I can't stand that scene in chosen movies. Oh, my! it's like, you know, we just kill spouse and you go ahead. Because by the time you sit, they want you to explain stuff. It's just too much. But I, I listen, this ain't no time when you sitting here crying. And now you shocked she went and got an axe you lucky I thought she's gonna come back over the gun. I ain't gonna go be an axe because yet God is still showing you mercy and because he still gotta get close enough to you to actually touch you with this axe. And then you stand in there, Well oh, Betty, no. No, one it, it, it was it was just it was just too much. Too, too much emotion. That wasn't the time to you know, I, I agree. I agree. You know, I, I hate to say it. I agree. But you, I, I agree with Pastor Jeff. I agree with Shanties. You've been lying. And th- 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 you could tell this is just a group that can't lie. Every time someone asks something, you everybody looks yes. stupid. I mean, y'all don't, listen, y'all don't know how to keep, where's your poker face? Nobody knows how to, you know, uh, 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 tell the truth. You know, I mean, tell a lie, and like you've been telling, let it go. It goes back to it. I'm going to back this up a little bit, but it goes back to it. I'll give you a minute, Brother Ains, because it's time for you to, you know, kind of get up out of here. Let's go back to when he, when, when Alan, I'm sorry, Pat approaches the girlfriend, and he's talking to her, and she just looks guilty. I'm like, yo, you can't lie and tell him, listen, we close, but she didn't tell me anything. She didn't tell me anything at all. You know, she's cheating on you? Wow. I look and so maybe they kinda of looked at one another a little funny. Which I mean, it, it, what what is that about, brother Aisley? why are we not lying even when you're approached by the husband?
1: Crazy. <clears throat> crazy. I'm sorry. Uh I got uh distracted here. Um, yeah, she's just crazy. It's just crazy. I mean, of all time to tell the truth. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> i right, have all time to tell the truth. This is how crazy it is. You lie when you should tell the truth, and you tell the truth when you should lie. So um, <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's, that, it's, a, it's that certain level of crazy. That's the bottom line. That's the bottom line, really. You know. But
4: so before you go, what do we
2: name in this episode? Crazy. You crazy. You <laughs> <laughs> went from stupid to crazy. <laughs> Oh, mm, crazy. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We'll I'll catch you guys you next week uh, on our uh, next episode four because I'm really, unlike Pastor Jeff, I don't know what's going to happen. So enjoy huh? your day. Thank you for your contribution. Have a blessed one.
1: All right, you too. Y'all take care. All right. Okay, thank bye-bye. you,
2: thank you, thank you. You know, Pastor All Jeff, right. you brought up uh, um, and, 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 uh, a real interesting Um comment about the integrity and the lifestyle of the church itself you know whereas you know this 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 church doesn't seem everybody's lying everybody's smoking everybody's drinking it's like so now you have new leadership how do you rein all of this in you know you now get an opportunity to because these people are not hiding who they are they're not hiding it at all. How do you rein this in, or do you leave? That's my question.
5: <laughs> I mean, if I was a member or something, I mean I know you the church.
2: pastor, you're the, you're the new pastor. Oh. you're the new pastor. Oh. you're coming in, and you're seeing all of this stuff here. They're really showing their true colors, as we said. how do you how do you move forward? Do you try to rein this in, or do you leave?
5: Well, me personally, I, I couldn't stay because they control the church, you know, so that that's their church. It ain't the pastor's church, you know, the people are the ones that control it. So I couldn't stay under that because me, truthfully, I'd have to bring it all in and start teaching holiness and, you know, and, 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 and you know, integrity and everything else. So I couldn't stay because they, they run it. It's their show. They would fire me if I actually do my job. You know?
2: Okay, yeah, makes sense. So that, that. Makes and sense. I've,
5: seen, makes I've seen a lot of, I know a lot of churches like that, <laughs> you know, and the in the pastor can't stay. You got to go because, you know, how do you stay when you have no control? And, and if you want to get in trouble with your God, <laughs> you know, then you stay and allow that mess to go on. I couldn't do it.
2: Okay. Okay. Uh, Pastor Charlotte, you know, do you try to, you know, rein, you know, this all in or do you leave because you're going to, ha- they're going to put you out anyway, uh, you know, Pastor Jeff. You know, what do you do? Well, I've seen it happen. So my first thought is for me, God, did you really send me here for this? And um, I do know that a lot of times that you would try to go and to visit. um, Like, I inherit a church, right? And when I went there, they was doing what they wanted to do as well. Um, And then when it got too much, because I was the different, because when I got there, okay, I start changing things as well. And told them that everybody needed to sit. The first six months, you know, you watch and you see what they do. And then I went into, okay, so now things is going to change. People caught an attitude. They, you know, did the whole thing as well. Um, And then that's when the Lord had me to, to move on. But to, my first thing would be, if God sent you here, sometimes he'll put us in a place, right, to be able to do that. And then sometimes, you know, we go thinking that it was God and it become too much. But there are a lot of places that where they're out of control because you have the pastors that don't care. They come, they get their money, they out. They don't care about the souls or none of that. And that's how these create. Because we don't nip it in the butt at the beginning, and it will tear up the house. And then there will be none.
4: There's a church that's
2: right close to me, and where that every time you turn around they got a new pastor, because the deacons and the church people don't like what he do, and they will put him out, gates and put locks, new locks on the on the door and all. Oh, that. so I've seen wow. it. Yes. I know there are some of the pastors that have went over there, and if you don't say and bow to them, bow to them, then therefore they do put you out, you, your kids, and the <laughs> wife. Wow, mm-hmm. wow, 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 mm, so, wow. So, what you over there saying, Pastor
5: Jack? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I, was, you
2: know, I said what I said about that. No, I would, I thought you would get ready to say something. I'm sorry. That's why I was like, that's what's like, what you getting ready to say? I thought you were saying something. Maybe it was something else going on in the background. Um, you know, this this is this is very common. Very common. You know, shantice, you you're coming from an opposite end. You know, as the congregant, and you know, what does that look like when you when you watch? you know, the, the the congregation taking over the pastor, because we see it happen all the time as well. It looks like it's safer in the clothes. <laughs> I don't understand how, I don't understand how if, 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 and Pastor Charlotte touched on it that's exactly what I was thinking. If God has tapped you on the shoulder and said you are a pastor and this is the flock that I am, Trusting you to lead me, to me. you are the person that I'm putting here on earth to be in charge of this flock. How are you allowing, regardless of whether it's an unruly flock or a flock that you know is respectful and good, how are you allowing? Because like Pastor just said, you will get in every bit of trouble with your guys. he has told you, I want you to do this. But now you make other people your guide by following them. You're a pastor. You're a leader. How are you now following deacons and men? Because a deacon is still an average person when they're put up against a pastor. The, The usher board is still ordinary people when they're put up against the pastor, male or female. So I, as a congregant, like you said, Dr. Steph, we're watching this also. As a congregant, it really confuses me how leadership sits back and allows the the, the animals to run the zoo. How? If, if, if God, because we all know a lot of people who have appointed themselves pastors, if God has given you this assignment, how are you allowing people, because if he's giving you of, uh, people like, you know, the episode we just watched or you know, people with have been watching past the past few episodes, and he's asking you to go in because you're going to assist him to get these people right. You're going to assist God to now turn these people's mentalities around, drop certain habits, inherit certain habits, so on and so forth. How are you helping God to turn these people around if you're going to let them tell you what to do? So let, let so me let me let me help you with this. Hold on, hold on. Let me help you with this because I I before you be, because I want to stop you right there because I we only got like a few minutes and I want to definitely uh, get the pastors to talk about this. So unfortunately, they allow and they let it quote unquote as you as you were saying because this is the way the structure of that particular church that's how they've structured the church. Um, where there's boards and, you know, or, uh, these people, they, they are power. They, they're the ones in power. They go out and they seek pastors. They hire pastors. You know, it's not done, you know, the opposite way, you know, most times. So here's my problem. This stuff is not biblical, this, this mm-hmm. is not biblical i, I you haven't the, the closest you've seen was in exodus when 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 Moses's you know uh uh father in law gave him some instruction as to how to gather people to help him not to run it so how have we gotten so far that's my question you know to to the two mm-hmm. pastors here and we only got a couple of minutes, so we can't really get into this. But we're going to come back when we finish this segment. So, Shanties, please write this down. Kenny, please write this down. You know, we're going to come back to this. How have we gotten so far as to let, you know, the the people, the deacons, the trustee boards, the, the board, this, this is not biblical. This There's not in the Bible where there's this group that's formulated that now controls all the leaders. You see Paul and, you know, he goes around, he church plants, but there's not, that's this is not the design biblically. And I'm going to start with you, Pastor uh, Charlene. How have we gotten so far that we've allowed ourselves to, here's the question that I'm going to put on, on the, how have we allowed ourselves to be treated like this as pastors? Because we're not, And and I'm always acting the congregants Of their opinion Instead of going to God And letting him structure How the ministry should go I think that's one of the biggest Because what do you think that I should do How do you think that I should do this And then they give their opinion About it right? And then what happens is We allow them to People to be in positions And we give them this power title and people run with it and then once again like i said earlier we never nip it in the butt when it first happens it's just like how your children if you don't nip it then it shall grow and then it goes from one person to the next and i think that that's one of the biggest things that happens because families will tear up a church it's a family church and so my cousin, my kids, my this, my that is running the church, and nobody else have a say. And I think that that's one of the biggest that uh, problems of, of that being said. i hold on. Okay. <laughs> okay. Pastor Jeff, you know, this is not biblical, where there's a trustee board, a board of deacons, a board uh, comprised of all, you know, different members of the church. Now go out and hire, and now they can fire or they can control. How have we gotten this far?
5: Well, I mean, listen, under the guise of church, I mean, look at the Catholic church, look at, you know, under the guise of church, we've set up what we want want to set up. It's not biblical, you know, the way the quote-unquote church is operating, and I ain't going to really call them the church the 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 world church, okay, but a godly church, you know, shouldn't be operating that way, shouldn't be, you know, kind of set up that way. I mean, you need a you need a, a trustee board, but the trustee board shouldn't be able to, you know, override right. the, the man of God, right? And right. You shouldn't you shouldn't pick a man of God that's not following God, you know. Right. <laughs> you right. Know? So. All it's, You know, it's just, it's just business, you know, and, and, and the devil's business really was going yeah. on because I see some evil mothers, you know, I, I'm not going to name the church, you know, but it's in the neighborhood, but some evil mothers for the last 20 years since the original, the founder pastor died, they done ran every pastor up out of that church when, when he didn't do what they wanted him to do. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, it's not Godly It's not yeah. the way it's supposed to go. And I, could, I couldn't be pastor a church like that. You know, it just, it just wouldn't work for me. Because I ain't going to let you tell me what to do if God told me something else. You know,
2: it's, it's interesting because, you know, just and that's the point I'm trying to get. When, you are, when you're approached by the church to come in, they, I'm, they have to let you know what the rules are, if you will. So in other words, when they they say, "So you know what, Pastor Charlotte Beard, you know we heard, we're looking for it. We're looking, or uh, Pastor, you know Jeff Burns, we're looking for a pastor to you know uh, shepherd our, uh, uh, our our flock, our church, and you know we the board, or we the trustee board, or we the whoever board, you know." Um, we're looking, we're going to pay you this much, we're going, you know, we're expecting you to do this, this, and this. You Don't you know this stuff up front? Isn't this part of the presentation? So how do you get that? That's why I keep asking how do we get this far? Because you, I don't believe that anybody walks into this and then all of a sudden it changes. So in other words, both of you have said, pastors, that you see people or, or board who have run every single pastor out of the church. This is something in part of their presentation. They're letting you know, this is what is going to happen. This is what we do. This is, you know, how it's going to work. How do you now accept that position, knowing that they've already given you the rules and regulations? Pastor Charlotte, we got if like the two What the money's minutes. right, you sometimes say? they sometimes, do you hear that static? Sometimes they um, don't tell you everything.
4: Because I do know
2: a pastor that went for it and it looked good, it sounded good, and then once after they got in, they was like, okay, you can only have keys to just this. You can't can't do this. But why you didn't tell me what they said? Why you didn't tell me when the presentation came when i came for it you should have put everything out on, on the paper and he said and it's not going to work like that now that you have me now this is the way that is going to go and they fought him tooth and nail oh they fought him and um but he hung in there he hung in there and uh because he he stated that god called him there And because he said that God called him there, he stayed stayed there. People end up leaving. They stuck their teeth. They talked about and all of that. But he still hung in there. Me, I'm not. If you're going to tell me what it is, and like I said, go and visit. Before you even put your name in there, just go by. All you got to do is sit in the back. Have all y'all pastors sit in the back of the church. Nobody know who you are. You hear a lot. <laughs> absolutely because you would definitely have heard a lot in 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 this particular church that we've been watching for the past three weeks pastor jeff pastor charlotte oh, says they don't always show the card in the beginning true for you yeah,
3: they might
5: they might deceive but if you got some discernment you can kind of feel what's going on but most of these pastors bow because the paycheck is right you know, mm-hmm. pay me enough money, I'll be your puppet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's how, you know, a lot of these pastors get caught up in a situation like that, because the paycheck. It's like you working a job that you, you really don't want to work, but the paycheck is good. You know, mm-hmm. hey, you know, I'll dance for you, and I'll do a puppet show for you. Pay me right.
2: Wow. Oh, that's the reality of it. Thank you so much. Pastor Charlotte, Pastor Jeff, and Sean for another segment of My Two Cents. Thank you so much, and we pray you have a blessed day.
5: You too. Thank you. Have a
2: great day. All of you. Thank you. Let's get this benediction. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Second Corinthians thirteen fourteen. You know, unfortunately, a lot of times, you know, we're looking at you know, this. This here, I told you from the very first time Chantice, uh brought this this to me and said, "Mommy, you need to look at, you know, you need to look at this." Um, and I saw the synopsis. It was a very brief synopsis, and I saw. Um, I saw that, and I was like, okay, I'll try it, you know, one episode I'll look at. And when it first came up and it said, this is a true story, I was like, oh, no, we, we're going to talk about this. I hadn't seen one part of it. I had no idea, you know, what it was going to be about. And, and all of these things here are just really like kind of like, wow, um, you know, these are church folk. You know, thus the the segment church folk You know, Pastor Charlotte and I before Is Due Time was even up um, And God had given me this this It's Due Time uh, show You know, she and I were talking And I said to her, I said, you know, we need You know what, God has given me a a show A segment, rather Where, you know, I just want just a set of pastors Who talk about the things that go on in church The things that we see people do in church People who go to church do You know um, Things that church folk do And I said whoa wait a minute That's the name of it Church folk And she loved it And you know we talked we laughed or whatever And you know to know that You know we're watching this And here's the interesting part for Stephanie This is the other side of the fence And you know It gives you know I don't attend Their church I don't I've never attended their church you know we see this on TV all the time in other words we see how they worship on TV all the time in movies all the time and you see some of the vast differences in how they do things versus how we do things and I have to say that a lot of this stuff here as we have talked about for the last three episodes this stuff is across the board this is church folk period You know, no matter how old, how young, your background, you know, your age, um, your race, it's just across the board. And, you know, you're watching these people, you know, the dynamic of these people. You know, again, we're talking about Alan Um, And and his wife, Betty, and, and, you know, how they're having a difficult time with, you know, uh, uh, their marriage and, you know, they're trying to expand their family. And one of the things we didn't talk about was the fact that this particular episode, when she found that she uh, could possibly have the breast cancer, the doctor told her not to stop taking her birth control pills and stop drinking the caffeine. And when he said, stop taking the birth control, I said, oh, Lord, last thing she need to do is to end up pregnant again. Because if you remember, we talked about, you know, how she's been so imbalanced because of, you know, what she's been going through, postpartum, prepartum, you know, all the stuff that she's gone through with this pregnancy. And to think that you could possibly end up with another child yet again. Well, you know, David, she says she's late. And she's a little late. And so now, again, that kind of adds to, you know, her, you know, unstable um behavior. But yet, like we said, she's very calculated. You're talking about the other couple with Candy and Pat. And, you know, they're going to, you know, this marriage counseling because, you know, it worked for Alan and his wife. And she wants the same quote-unquote, success level. So, you know, now they're going in now. They're not quite doing it the way um, uh, Pat, uh, Alan and, and Betty are doing it because there's a lot of homework, they call it. And, and, and Pat and Candy, they're not doing the homework, really. So, of course, their success rate is not going to be the same. You know, you're talking about the girlfriend. All of these people go to church together. They're all supposed to be church going people, people who are supposed to be in the Lord. You know, they're devout church goers. They want you to believe that this is their life. And we're literally seeing how we talked about, she's bringing all her dirt to this girlfriend who is also going to church, but has never said one time, girl, you need to stop this. This is not good. You know, I can't allow you to bring me this dirt. I'm not gonna listen. To yourself, I mean, do we really take that stand for God? Do we really take that stand and and say, Listen, you don't wanna bring me this conversation, if you don't want to hear me preaching to you about how we breaking the Ten Commandments and how, you know, God doesn't want us to do this and God doesn't want us to do that, unless you want to hear that from me, blah, blah, blah. You know, you see the pastor, she's smoking. You see the, the new pastor who's already breaking down. You know, he ain't been there that long, and already he's got this breakdown. He's got this temper tantrum. This is church folk. This is stuff that goes on in real life, and it shows that no matter what side of the fence, as I've coined it, that you're on, you're going to endure this behavior from church folk. So this is one of the reasons why God has me consistently talking about Take your stand. Make you know, he says, make your call in election sure. Choose you this day who you will serve because this is how you become wishy washy. And you could be surrounded by all the church people you need to be surrounded by. But unless you choose the way of the Lord, it's not gonna matter. It's not gonna matter at all trust me because you're gonna fall prey to all of this behavior nobody's gonna take a stand why because everybody is behaving the same way and there's nothing wrong with what is being done because i got some dirt also going on make sure you do what god needs you to do It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due top crew for always coming through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us and helping to add your two cents. Oh, please do not miss this opportunity. To give your life to Christ right now Please do not miss this opportunity To strengthen your relationship with the Lord Right now Because later is not promised to us I'm also going to say Make sure you surround yourself With some strong minded godly people Or either You will fall victim to the enemy's tactics Until tomorrow God spares Where it's Wild Wednesday Until then I love you.